guys, this is Adam, and I'm here to do my podcast about the NBA continuing to add selling opportunities for teams to offset ticketing losses, and Jordan-backed NASCAR team signs five sponsors. NBA continues to add selling opportunities for teams to offset ticketing losses. The NBA will tip off its 2020-21 season with a plethora of new in-arena advertising inventories as teams look to replace lost ticketing and sponsorship dollars. To drive new revenue, NBA teams will follow the NFL and MLB with tarps bearing sponsor logos across lower bowl seating areas, which for most teams will presumably be empty for some time. Chicago-based market research firm Navigate estimates the league-wide value of the TARP advertising along with new baseline signage approved for teams earlier will range between $25 million and $50 million annually. Teams will control the TARP signage as local inventory, but the league will control it for national broadcasts and will not put ads on the TARPs. Instead, Team and league branding will be featured on the tarps for national games. It's the latest move in a push by the NBA to help teams find new revenue. In addition to loosening rules on hard liquor and betting advertising, clubs can sell additional camera-visible LED signage around the court and the highly visible baseline apron signage. And under consideration is a plan to create activation areas and spaces that typically would be occupied by valuable lower-level seats to allow things like auto sponsors to display their latest models proximate to the court. The new inventory comes as teams utilize newfound empty space in their buildings. Given that no or limited fans will be allowed to attend games, at least in the early portion of the truncated 72-game NBA season that begins December 22nd. Since some of the new inventory could be used by teams for make goods, the ultimate revenue upside for teams will vary greatly. Navigate, which has been retained by some NBA team sponsors, estimates that the new inventory in total during normal times could be worth $200 million to $350 million across all teams, but the overall value in the 2020-21 season could be hurt by the narrow selling window, the economic fallout of the pandemic, and how make goods come into play. Our strategy is preserving sponsorship revenue and utilizing new assets, said Todd Taylor, Executive Vice President of Sales and Marketing for the Indiana Pacers. We are trying to be more creative in some of the LED signage and the baseline and tarps. It is figuring out how we can deliver the most value. The tarps are new inventory and we can sell them and use them for make goods, said Alex Martins, chief executive officer for the Orlando Magic. There is also more LED signage. It will vary by team. Teams that don't have fans may go to the extreme and do what we did at the Disney bubble with big LED screens. Those of us who have fans have the ability to put up more courtside LED signage. 
The six teams that play in Florida, Miami Heat, Orlando Magic, and temporarily the Toronto Raptors, and Texas, Dallas Mavericks, Houston Rockets, San Antonio Spurs, may be allowed to have at least limited fans given the state's loser pandemic restrictions. Also, under discussion is a move to allow teams to have virtual signing on the court, as they did in games played in the Disney bubble. In fact, many of the new inventory measures were used in the Disney bubble. The questions every sports property is now facing. How much additional sponsorship inventory can be added? Where is the line between accretive and dilutive signage must still be addressed? We'd like to see product, fan integration, and fan experience incorporated into those new areas, if possible, so it becomes something more than just logos, said Michael Newman, managing partner at Scout Sports and Entertainment, whose clients with NBA team sponsorships include Geico, Honda, Mohegan Sun, and National Grid. How much is too much is a challenging question, but things are starting to get blurry there. In addition to likely end zone sponsorship activation, some teams plan to reconfigure space in the area that for most teams will be empty. The Philadelphia 76ers plan to add an LED wall behind each basket, which will feature recorded content, fan prompts, and sponsor activations throughout the game. We have to get as much exposure as possible, said Scott O'Neill, Chief Executive Officer of Harris and Blitzer Sports and Entertainment, which owns the 76ers. When you are walking at home, it will be to give energy and life. The league did a wonderful job in Orlando, and we are all learning something from that. The next topic we are going to be talking about is the Jordan-backed NASCAR team who signs five sponsors. The new NASCAR team that features the Troika of Michael Jordan, Denny Hamlin, and Bubba Wallace has long-term ambitions to change the face of racing, but an important step towards getting there starts this week when the organization reveals its first five sponsors. 23XI Racing has signed founding partner deals with DoorDash, which will be the team's biggest sponsor. McDonald's, Columbia Sportswear, Dr. Pepper, and challenging brand Root Insurance. The team is now sold out of primary paint scheme positions for 2021, a couple of months before its inaugural season begins. Unveiling the team's five founding sponsors comes amid a whirlwind couple of months for Hamlin and interim team president Steve Lawletta. The two are tackling the dizzying array of tasks it will take to bring a top-shelf organization and competitive team heading toward the season-opening Daytona 500 in February. Wallace will wheel the team's Toyota that will adorn the number 23 in a nod to Jordan. Toyota is a manufacturing partner, but is also one of the biggest sponsors in NASCAR and will effectively be one of the team's marketing partners. The sponsor that will appear the most next season as a primary paint scheme is DoorDash, 
the food delivery giant that made its IPO debut on Wall Street last week. While DoorDash's exact spend is unknown, sources said the company was expected to spend between $10 million and $15 million had it continued on next year with Richard Petty Motorsports, and its investment is likely in the same ballpark with 23XI. This would make it one of the bigger team sponsors in the sport. Kofi Amu Gottfried, vice president of marketing at DoorDash, told Sports Business Journal that the company will have a mixture of paint schemes with its pure logo and special versions that promote wider marketing initiatives, such as one it did this year encouraging people to vote. Obviously, 23XI takes it to the next level with Denny and the great Michael Jordan in a new team and car. We're excited to be part of this journey and help create this platform to go on and be successful, said Amu Gottfried. Dr. Pepper is the only partner being announced this week that has not previously done any work with Wallace. The partnership means that Wallace will no longer be a part of the Coca-Cola racing family, which he had been with for most of his career. Another wrinkle is that why Jordan has his own Jordan brand. The team's outfitter will be Columbia, underscoring how the racing venture doesn't imitately involve the Nike-owned company, despite how its namesake is a co-owner of the organization. McDonald's has a long-time relationship with Chip Ganassi Racing, but it also started to develop one with Wallace in recent years when he was at RPM and that will now continue at 23XI. Root Insurance recently signed Wallace as an endorser, but it is stepping up to be a partner of his race team. Wallace and Wallace's endorsements that don't have a team element include Beep by Dre and Kingsford Charcoal. Rod Moskowitz, agent at Prosport Management, which represents Hamlin and Wallace, helped set up the team before Laletta took over in his interim position after the initial announcement in September. Curtis Polk, Jordan's longtime financial advisor, is also involved with the team and has a small stake in it, according to Hamlin. Hamlin, Wallace, and Jordan are highly engaged and intent on making 23XI a different type of NASCAR team, both in how it operates and in its focus on diversity. The star power could propel the organization to rarely seen heights of media exposure and casual fan interest. Still, Wallace is searching for his first NASCAR Cup Series win, and the pressure will be high for the team to deliver on expectations. The team is figuring out how it can make racing a more inclusive sport, both by itself and with its new partners. Among the ways it will do so is hiring African Americans or other minorities for some of its positions. It has already brought aboard Craig Robinson as Director of Partnership Management. Hearing how many resumes are coming through, there's a lot of people wanting to be a part of something bigger and much larger than themselves. 
And that's what this is about for us. Wallace said, This is way bigger than racing. This is about creating something positive that's going to change the world. Hamlin said that so far. The team is on budget from his original projections. He's been working closely with Prosport executive Rick Russell, who formerly was the president and chief financial officer of Evernham Motorsport, to better understand the cost of running a team. Hamlin also has been scouting locations for a new permanent team shop. Jordan and his team have been involved in several key decisions, and the basketball legend is texting frequently with key members of the team. But Jordan has also given Hamlin autonomy to get things done and help set up the organization, given Hamlin's knowledge of the sport. Mauletta, a longtime and respected motorsports industry executive who formerly served as president of Chip Ganassi Racing, said he's still undecided as to whether he will continue in the president role after his interim status expires. Wallace said he's been texting with Jordan and that they're both eager to start the campaign off. His motto for 2021 is no more excuses as he chases the elusive first cup win. We have the best of the best, so there's no reason why we can't go out and be a a competing car quickly, Wallace said. We'll have our good days and bad days, but the quicker we can capitalize on the bad days and learn from them is when we'll start to hit on a lot of good things. What I think the NBA is doing right now is very good for the for the history and the future of the NBA as they want more exposure and as well as they want to advertise more to people who don't are who aren't into basketball as much and so the virtual having virtual signage that that will um what's it called that'll expose them to many more people as well as bring them forward in the future and about the nascar about nascar signing with five um sponsors that's also going to help as well as um the ways they're trying to bring about exposure as well they want to they want to both NBA and NASCAR literally just want to want more exposure and they want to um what's it called they want to that's honestly yeah just more exposure I don't even know what I'm trying to say but yeah that's basically it Thank you so much for listening to my podcast, and hopefully I'll see you guys soon. Bye-bye.